Welcome all, welcome all. We are discussing tonight just another fun B action spy assassin movie franchise. Once again, there's plenty of them out there that pretty well, well they're pretty well liked, but they're not always necessarily well known by everyone. And I figured, you know, since we're covering all these other movies that, you know, from the ones that are well known, like Triple X or Born Identity to less talked about ones like the transporter or the art of war i figured you know what you know we don't see enough of b action martial artist movie star gary daniels on a podcast so i'll just cover him briefly it'll be short and sweet so i just figured how about i get into one that was kind of well liked but just you know again it was just went to video or tv in some territories and theatrical and other places just depending on it was you know they would often be filmed on the dirt cheap in canada and then you know play everywhere they're they're the type of movie you see would have seen back in the day late at night on either hbo usa network or spike tv it was just a simple guys movie and quick you know in and out gets the job done you know canadian dollars filmed in south africa some of them have you know uh, the second one is even by Mark Roper, who worked on a lot of the new image, you know, Millennium Films type movies, you know. Yeah, but yeah, Gary Daniels, you know him from Fist of the North Star, City Hunter with Jackie Chan, and Blood Moon, and a bunch of other cult movies. He's just one of those guys, you know, he was getting in on the Jean-Claude Van Damme craze. He apparently had a huge ass ego. And then he just started eating up video stores, just being in a you know a bunch of movies for PM Entertainment Group that would air on HBO and Skinamax, and and pretty decent in his own right. And unfortunately, you know you look at Scott Atkins and Jason Statham, and they're basically doing what he did, only way better in terms of just they were able to get their movies actually seen in theaters or better well known for the internet and. You know, Gary, unfortunately, just kind of started having to stick to just supporting roles or henchman roles. He just wasn't able to make it even as big as a later day Van Damme or even Dolph Lundgren. But he's pretty cool in his own right, ego aside and all. He gets the job done on time. He keeps it simple. He doesn't overact and he's not bland. You've seen him in a bunch of other movies like City of Fear, Black Friday. And if that doesn't sound you know interesting, you I definitely would check out Deadly Target, Recoil, or uh, just some of the other movies he's done where he's just kickboxing the shit out of people. But here he plays, again, a member of Her Majesty's Secret Service, Captain Strong. Go ahead and laugh. That's kind of amusing. But yeah, he calls he's known as the Queen's Messenger and... He has to go to a various conference to stop a bunch of poachers in African countries who are involved with the smuggling trade, drugs, even human traffickers and diamonds. Pretty intense for a 2001 movie before, you know, human trafficking became better known. So pretty straightforward, nothing to really report. And uh, so he played, these movies were basically filmed back to back. You don't have to see them in any order. I saw them back to back. There's really, uh, there's the exact same movie, just slightly different. So the first one is, of course, you know, 
Diamond Cut Diamond, but is mainly well known as Witness to a Kill. And then it was followed by, uh, you know, Queen's Messenger. And that is an interesting one. That's honestly the way better one, because that involves just, uh, you know, him stop helping save a royal courier who's carrying potentially damaging info against a band of Kazakhstan rebels. And, you know, I think this one was way better. I definitely got it more of a... Uh, Art of War, Eraser, even a James Bond kind of feel from this one. And um, yeah, there's a then unknown Christoph Waltz in here as one of the military guys. So that's pretty awesome. This is back when he was doing all kinds of productions. He wasn't well known. He even did a bunch of other just shitty movies around that same time but before hitting it big with Tarantino in Hollywood. Yeah, no, this is the better of the two, but overall, you can't go wrong. Of practically all of fucking Gary Daniels movies are on YouTube, Tubi, Amazon Prime, and the like. And they're, you know, like many of those B pictures, you know, Full Moon Entertainment and what have you, you know, they're gonna keep getting big for those who like cult movies, fun stuff, just really nothing to it, just straightforward stuff. And you, know, you really don't lose anything. They don't pretend to be anything else. In fact, Gotts Otto, who is one of the main henchmen in the James Bond film Tomorrow Never Dies, you know, is also one of the cast members in the last one. But honestly, they get the job done. They're over before you know it without being over long or pretentious. Just fun, fun stuff. We'll return after these messages. Hello and welcome to Culture Shocked, the pop culture podcast brought to you by four aging millennials and our outdated opinions. Join us every Tuesday as we discuss movies, TV, games, and even music, new and old. Dude, what do you think you're doing? Are you seriously trying to record a promo without us right now? Well, uh, yeah. Dude, you can't just do the promo by yourself. Who's going to listen to that? Yeah, and you probably haven't even told them that we're a pop culture podcast where we always agree on everything. Uh, for instance, the Sam Raimi trilogy easily being the best of the Spider-Man movies. J no, no. But I think we can all agree that Jaws is a classical masterpiece. Mm, nope, don't like that. But we do all agree that the sequel trilogy of Star Wars is the best in the Skywalker saga. Right, guys? That comment is so ridiculous. I don't even know where to Anyways, uh, that'll do it from all of us here at Culture Shock. Thanks for listening. Do you ever find yourself thinking about who would win in a fight between Goku and Superman? Hi, I'm James Gavsey, and on the Who Would Win show, me and my co-host Ray ignore anything important happening in the outside world and debate fictional battles between characters from comics, movies, and video games. We got a new show every week, and almost always am I the winner. Yeah, <laughs> not true, Ray. In the past, we've discussed such matches as... Captain America versus Darth Vader, Solid Snake versus the Iron Giant, classic matchups like RoboCop versus Terminator, and even the Muppets versus Sesame Street. That one was crazy. So if you're a fan of geek culture and love a spirited debate, check out the Who Would Win Show wherever you get your podcasts, or check us out at whowouldwinshow.com. We let things pile up in the DVR, we add them to our queues, we wait for the DVDs and Blu-rays, we time shift. 
the Time Shifters podcast. Sci-fi, horror, fantasy, superheroes, comedy, action, film, television, maybe some not-so-current events. Find us on iTunes or at timeshifterspodcast.com. Cool thing about Blind Knowledge is we are in multiple countries. We are worldwide all across the globe. We are in the U.S. We are in the U.K. We are in Canada, Germany, India, Japan. We're in Australia, y'all. BlindKnowledge.com. Now back to the feature presentation. Follow us on the web on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The podcast is available on Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor, Apple, and anywhere else podcasts are available. Feel free to review our show and leave comments on any of those sites. Thanks a million for listening. It's a jacked up.